You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Right, to welcome Pete the Vet here. That is Pete Weatherburn from Bray Vet. Also his website, PeteTheVet.com and various media outlets. You're very welcome, Pete. Thanks for coming in. Good morning. And straight away we go to a question, and uh, this is about a gerbil. Helen's on the line in Newtown. Hello to you, Helen. Good morning. Good morning, Declan. How are you? Okay, thank you. You're through to Pete Weatherburn about your daughter's little gerbil who's not well or wasn't overnight. What's the question? Hi. Hi, Pete. Um, Yeah, no, my daughter noticed last night, sorry, that's my little two-year-old, that um, she had a very sticky, stuck-together eye last night. So I said I'd check on the gerbil this morning. Now, it seems all right this morning, but I'm just wondering what on earth would have happened. Would it, could it have been damage or sand or something like that? And should I get her checked out anyway? Well, it's really common for gerbils and hamsters and little pets like that to get slightly irritated eyes. Um, maybe it's from sawdust in a cage, maybe it's from bedding, uh, maybe it's from food sometimes, all sorts of possibilities. And if the eye becomes irritated, then it will um, often produce a discharge and, you know, it's very obvious then the animal may have the eye sort of half closed and it may look uncomfortable. So... I think in the first instance, like for the first 24 hours, it's quite all right to take a a first aid approach. And what that means is simply bathing the eye. And what you would use would be slightly salty water. So a a teaspoonful of salt in a pint of boiled water and some cotton wool and get get the warm solution. And just, it's quite difficult to hold a gerbil, as you probably know. They're very wriggly. Uh, and, and snappy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and they can they can they can nibble your fingers too. So you have to be very careful uh, not to you know um, well it's, to do it safely, I suppose. Um, but if you're reasonably firm, um, then it, you know it can be done. And then you just okay. so, so just cotton wool and just wipe the eye um, and do that about twice a day. Even though it's gone at the moment. No, well, no, but that's that's so that's it when the eye is sore. If the eye looks better, then chances are it is better. You know, if there's an ongoing issue, it'll be very obvious, visible that there's an issue. But if the eye is better, then you really don't have a problem. Just in the same way as we could have a slightly sore eye that might bother us for a few hours and then gradually get better and go away, so the same thing can happen with, with animals. But what should Helen do now if it's recovered and looks better look, today if it, now? If it looks absolutely normal, there's no need for you to do anything. Oh, good. Uh, um, but I would also say that if, if, you, if it happens again and the little gerbil gets a sore eye and you give it this sort of first aid treatment that I've discussed and then, let's say, um, the next day it still looks sore, ah. then you do need to go to the vet. Sure. Okay, because um, there are lots of complicated things that can happen with pet's eyes, just like with human eyes. Okay, and she's she's nearly two. What mm. would be the sort of expected life expectancy of, of a gerbil? Well, it varies a lot, sort of two to four years. Ah. So yeah, she's getting a little bit older now. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, but right. She's, she's quite. She seems quite happy otherwise. Oh, that's yeah, great. That's thank great. you very much. All right, thank you. All right, Helen. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks very much indeed. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming on. That's uh, Helen from Newtown, Mount Kennedy. Um, Peter, the headline in the Wicklow Times has captured uh, your interest. Wild dog terror. Yes, um, it's an interesting subject, this. Basically, the um, the Wicklow Joint Policing Committee has been discussing the problem with attacks on, f- on farm animals by dogs in, in the countryside of County Wicklow. And uh, uh, apparently this is a, um, something which is getting worse. And in particular, this time of year, leading up to lambing and so on, um, you know, dogs can cause an awful lot of very um, traumatic damage, expensive damage as well, um, to, to, to sheep and therefore to, to, to the livelihood of farmers. And so this, this subject's obviously been discussed by, by this committee. Um, and I, I think they made some interesting points. Um, 
in their discussions. The main one is, I think, that the, the people should realise like there are three types of dogs that cause problems here. Um, the first type, which everybody would think of, first of all, would be somebody's out walking the dog in the countryside and, you know, their, their dogs are well-behaved, terrier or collie or type, whatever, or Labrador, walking beside them. Suddenly they see, they see some sheep in, in, in the distance and off they go chasing the sheep and then there's a big problem. So that's one that everybody thinks about. But I think actually that's not as big a deal as as the other two that I'm going to mention in a moment. Because most people, if they're out walking their dog, they're keeping an eye on their dog. And if their dog starts to do something like that, they will stop them as soon as they right, possibly can. so you'd can. hope the owner has control. If they're out walking the dog, they will have control. But the second two are more serious, I think. And the, the, the first of those is um, people local people just letting their dogs roam. So in other words, this is, this is actually the, the traditional Irish way to, to own a dog, is that your dog just goes for a walk on its own. And you'd be astonished at how many people still say that's what their dog does. Oh, he heads off in the morning, goes out around 10 in the morning, comes back about 3 or 4 in the afternoon. Not sure where he goes, but he, you know, he, 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 he seems to enjoy doing that. And that is still, unfortunately, an acceptable way for, for many people to manage their dogs. And they may not think that their dog is capable of terrorising sheep, but you don't know what your dog does when you can't see him. Uh, and so that's a really, really big issue. So don't let the dog out don't let it, into, especially if there's sheep in the vicinity. And what's the third group? The third group is dogs being abandoned. So unwanted dogs just being, uh, you know, stray dogs just roaming the place. And I get, I, I suppose that happens to some extent, but I don't think it's a big, as big a deal as, uh, as, as, I think the middle one there is probably the biggest one and the easiest one to tackle. Um, now, um, there have been suggestions made that, that um, there's lots of different ways the whole subject can be dealt with. One, uh, one way which I think will make a big difference is that from the start of next year it's going to be compulsory for all dogs to be microchipped. And what that will do is that will forge a, a very strong link of responsibility between dogs and their owners. At the moment, let's say a dog's chasing sheep, let's say the farmer catches it or perhaps even shoots the dog, um, but now they have he has the dog in his custody. And... Um, who is the owner? Now, at the moment, there's no way of tracking down the owner because people, will, as soon as they know their dog's caused hundreds or thousands of years of damage, they're, they're not likely to say, yeah, that's my dog. But when a dog is microchipped, then the, the dog just needs to be scanned and now you have the owner. Now you know who's responsible. So I think that's going to make a very big difference when that starts at the um, beginning of next year. Thanks very much indeed. Thank a you. big problem. I know that the farmers, um, not only the money they lose, but the, the emotional uh, part oh, of it as well. Appalling. It's they're, they're caring yeah. for these animals and suddenly there's dozens of dead bodies around the place. Yeah. And, and dead and dying is really shocking for, for farmers and I think people who let the dogs go out for walks by themselves they just don't realise the potential of the damage that can be done we're in the vet and you can hear this broadcast again on Pete's website which is petethevet.com Pete Weatherburn from Bray Vet Old Connor in Bray